Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. Well, guys, looks like we just got through the 2017 Combine without a hitch. And, yeah, and with Miles Garrett proving he's the best player in the draft. And, yeah, and with John Ross. John Ross is it proving he may be the next Ben Johnson. And, and with Jamal Adams wanting to prove he should be the first overall pick, except somebody should have told him that there's a better chance of Ron, uh, you reaching Canton, than a safety becoming the first pick. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, but now we and you know all that. What we don't know, of course, is how our Rick Goslin survived his first combine at home in nearly three decades. How'd you make it, Goose? I survived just fine, thank you. The one thing I didn't miss about Indy was the weather. The cold, the wind, and the <laughs> snow that always greeted us on the weekend of the combine. So my body thanked me for those temperatures in the 60s, 70s, and 80s we enjoyed in Dallas this weekend. You were glued yeah, to NFL maybe. Network, weren't you? Watching yeah. all those jumps and runs and sprints and well, but not if it's 60 or 70 degrees out, Ron. You, you can be outside. Goose be raking the lawn or fixing the fences or whatever you're doing outside, Goose. I didn't um, watch one iota. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You didn't no. even watch Rich Eisen's 40-yard dash? <laughs> Nothing. You, you judge players on what you see in a football uniform, not at the underwear Olympics. You know, when I went to Indy all those years, I was more concerned with talking to GMs, head coaches, and assistants, not watching players run 40s or lifting weights. Goose, I was more concerned with Ron's knee. <laughs> Ooh, bad memory there. That Ouch. was bad. That was bad. And, Ron, speaking of you, of course, uh, you didn't go to Indianapolis either. In fact, no. you're nowhere near there. You're in Fort Myers, right, with the Red Sox? I am. Where and it you is know 79 what? degrees today. I am yeah, in thanks. shorts That's and a great. T-shirt. Yeah, thanks it is for a great thing. Um, I, but I've got a question for you, not about the yes, combine. But how did you get there? How did you get to Fort Myers? I thought there was a travel ban in seven states, including Massachusetts. So how did you get out? Well, they haven't actually put it in there yet, but if Elizabeth Warren keeps rattling Trump's cage, we, we may not be able to go to Cape Cod for the summer. Oh, jeez, another Warren report. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, anyway, we are all here, yes, all here in the Renai studio to start our countdown to the draft with the first in our six-part college draft series, which features stars, yeah, some anecdotes, and maybe sometimes some useless information about particular schools of our choice. That's our choice, and today our choice is Notre Dame. And in recognition of that school, we're going to be talking with Heisman Trophy winners and Pro Football Hall of Famers, Paul Hornan and Tim Brown, both of whom, of course, played at Notre Dame, as well as celebrate the 34th, 34th anniversary of the USFL, a startup league that gave us Hall of Famers like Reggie White, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, a lot of others as well, Gary Zimmerman. But that's not all. We're also going to pick up the pieces of that 2017 combine we were just talking about, as well as look forward to free agency with Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com. Com. Now, of course, with Goose off the Indianapolis map, it was Jeff who turned out the lights at the Combine, leaving, I think, on Tuesday, guys. Is that right? Tuesday? Anyway. Yeah. Yes, sir. W w well after the lights, camera, and They had a memorial breakfast for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, Goose, you used to leave on Wednesday, right? Didn't you leave on Wednesday? Uh, occasionally. But yeah. Mac, Mac wasn't there, so there was no ah, point. No one to pay the breakfast bill. Um, like he stood so out front, but he didn't go inside. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Mac and the plastic, huh? So the combine's over. Uh, so we go, well, what, what next? Well, what next? It's free agency, and it's here. And, and Jeff's going to answer some questions on a variety of topics there, including 
what his Broncos might do for their next quarterback. But before he does, Gooseman, uh, I'm not going to ask you anymore, I promise, about who's interested in Tony Romo or where he goes or whatever, but I will ask you this. Who should be interested in a quarterback who's 37, has a bad back, and hasn't played a whole lot in two years? Denver, Houston, and possibly Kansas City. That, that should be Tony Romo's shortlist. Teams that on paper appear to be a quarterback away. You know, he's got a, a two-year window, and I think that's about the length of Denver's window with this defense. And Houston can win the AFC South without a quarterback. What if they ever gave Bill O'Brien a quarterback down there? Hey, Goose, how much do you think he can can help you during one season? Do you think he can last a season? I mean, do you think he's going to play 16 games wherever he plays? No. No, I don't. But the bottom line is you sign him. So why sign you, him? You, you generate you excitement, him. you sell tickets, and come October when he's on IR, you don't have to refund <laughs> the ticket money. So you're rolling the dice with him, basically. Yeah. He's 37. He hasn't, he's barely played the last two years. Okay. You're hoping. Well, yeah, he, he gave him a, a series this last season. He looked pretty good, but that was a yeah, series, not it was a, a season. Series. Right. And, and Ron, I, I mentioned uh, Jeff's going to help us with the Broncos, but if you were the Broncos, you're John Elway, um, do you stay with that Simeon Lynch plan, or do you listen to Goose and try to reach for some of that Peyton Manning magic and, and hope you find it in Tony Romo? See, I think I would stick with the with the kids, at least initially, and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to bring in Romo, sit there in case you need him, uh, which he might not be that excited about. But, look, you've got to be patient with these young guys and uh, if you want them to develop. And if you keep shifting around and changing and they, you put them in, then you take them out, you bring in a veteran like Rome. Uh, by the time you get the guy uh, back in a situation where he's playing, which in Romo's case, if he's the starter, might be sooner than you would like, uh, now you end up with a, uh, with a mess on your hands. Uh, a player doesn't trust himself anymore. You know, John Elway should remember John Elway wasn't very good his first season. As I recall, right. seven, and, uh, seven touchdowns. He's not the only interceptions. You know what? At that first season, he lined up under guard in San Diego. I yeah, I remember there. that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was uh, uh, yeah. center, John. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. He got benched twice that year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Steve DeBerg came to his rescue, including in Baltimore, where it was a, as you remember, Brown, it was right. a packed house and it was brutal. Um, Goose, I'll ask you this because I know you've got some pretty strong feelings on this, but just free agency in general, uh, how much importance do you put in it? I mean, it seems to me is if it's more media thing. I mean, we fall in love with free agency. We can't wait to cover it. But um, I think the, the evidence that it's a media thing was 2016. I mean, you look at the Patriots. They sat out the first week, as they almost always do, Ron. And then they signed a raft of second-tier free agents. Um, you, you know, Martellus Bennett, if you call him second-tier. But uh, Hogan, um, uh, you've got the linebacker. Uh, um, who was it, Ron? Uh, McClellan. Uh, Shea oh, McClellan. McClellan. McClellan, yeah. And, and um, uh, Long, you know, uh, but you've got a, a lot of second there somewhere? Sorry? <laughs> is there a question in there somewhere? <laughs> well, yeah, but they won another Super Bowl with those guys. Is there a lesson there? Or is this simply Tom Brady at work? Yeah, I've, I've never been a big fan of free agency. You can count on one hand the players who shifted the balance of power in free agency. Drew Brees, Deion Sanders, Peyton Manning, Reggie White. Teams don't let their best players get into the open market anymore. In the 90s, you could find one. In this decade, you can't. A second tier of players now gets first tier money. Disappointment awaits the big spenders. And the players who signed the big money deals and free agency this offseason, they're going to become salary cap casualties just waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it gets a useful tool if you, if you, uh, if you do it, and you, it as a way to sort of fill in and improve the middle part of your roster. You know, sort of like what the Patriots do. Like you say, they, they wait a week and then they get either the uh, aging veteran who's got a year or two left and he's willing to play for relatively short money f for a chance to win, 
or the guy like Bennett, you know, right. who needs a, a year to kind of rehabilitate his resume, uh, right. but he has more talent than than uh, than perhaps came out in the previous year or two. Uh, those kind of guys, because you're getting them f- without the crushing price. And and when you go and do what Miami did, for example, and pay King's Ransom for a defensive tackle and Dominican Sue, defensive tackles aren't just aren't going to have the kind of impact to justify the money. Yeah, and, and you you look at what the Giants did last year. I mean, they spent a fortune, $200 million, I think, something like that, on, on defense. And, yeah, it helped them. But now look at where they are under the cap. They're barely under the cap. Right. And that was a wild card team. They got a 9-17 out right. of that money. That's right. Yeah. So, Goose, let's just say you're the Cleveland Browns sitting at the top of the draft. Um, there's no quarterback on the board who's ready to play tomorrow. At least that's what we've been told, and certainly that's what it looks like. So what do you do to solve that position? Do you stay with RG3? And draft someone in the second or third round, uh, find a free agent like, a, I don't know, a, a Kaepernick or a Mike Glennon, uh, and keep them in the lineup until your drafted quarterback's ready. What do you do? No, I think you build your defense and running games until you find that guy. You know, it's a formula that's worked for Andy Reid in Kansas City. If it means stick with RG3 for another year, so be it. You know, they've got five picks in the first 65 of this draft. Take the two best players in the first round. Players who will make you a better football team immediately. Don't force a pick at the quarterback position. Then go find a quarterback in the second or third round. He's going to be a developmental guy anyway. Yeah, no, I think this is right. I, I'd stick with RG three. The only the only reason not to do it is if you are just completely convinced that he can't play. Right. Well, if that's the case, then you might as well dump him, uh, grab a second tier veteran guy, and, right. and try to develop a, a, a kid when you find one, and and then follow Goose's advice, which is improve the part of your team that you actually can improve. I mean, to just bring in another slappy. Uh, you know, and, and call him your quarterback. It's just you're just wasting your money and your time. Well, Goose didn't Miles Garrett. I like slappies, decision. but you know, I'm not a quarterback. <laughs> Goose <laughs> did did Miles Garrett make the decision for the Browns very easy oh, after last without question? Week? If there's no quarterback, you take the pass rusher. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to take the quickest route to the next commercial. We're going to stop right there. But when we return. We'll resume this conversation with Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald, who by now probably is applying for residency in Indiana. He's staying that long. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. 
Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two-for-four-dollar croissantwich deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissantwich. You know they're just two-for-four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissantwich, and I gave one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissantwich deal is two-for-four-dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissantwich sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. As we said, the NFL scouting combine just concluded, and one of our favorite guests, that would be Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com. He was there to cover everything. And, Jeff, I understand you just turned out the lights there, but uh, i got a question for you. How in the world did they hold that combine without the goose man? <laughs> that was an excellent question. I cannot confirm or deny that they actually held it. I think it was like <laughs> Capricorn 1. <laughs> well, I've got one more for you. Um, how was your draft board affected, if it was affected at all, by what you just saw, just what happened? Uh, like I always think it's confirmation of what you've seen already or heard already from the football perspective. And for me, mostly it's, you know, you verify medical things because they, they will never have a medical checkup or never had one. Uh, like they have at the combine, so I think that's where you really start to hear about issues that have, you know, gone unannounced or unattended during a guy's college career. And you know, you've got players like Tacris McKinley who says, you know, you know, he had surgery this week after the combine was over. So you've got all those things you got to lump in. And I, I think now mostly it's a medical affair. And then you know, you, you like to see athleticism always. You know, if you. you if you've seen it from a guy on the field, you, you certainly like to see where he fits in a in a controlled environment. So, you know, I I don't think, you know, teams we know don't move guys as much as people in the public eye do. You know, their boards are pretty uh, hard fought over a year. They don't they don't just go bananas because a guy went crazy at the combine or not. Jeff, did you see any quarterbacks that can walk in and start like Wentz and Prescott this last draft? I, I don't, Rick. I, re- I really don't. I think that's the will be the oddity of the draft weekend because that, that always means some of these quarterbacks are going to get overdrafted and overdrafted by a lot. 
you know, where, where they fit on a sort of an antiseptic ranking of prospects will not be where they're drafted. And, you know, there's, there's guys with, you know, big arm Mahomes, you know, big arm. They're guys that, that show the talent, but they're just not ready to play yet. And I'm not sure any amount of coaching is, can make someone in this group step forward and be a day one starter. That would be friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes. We love Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Leggy, uh, anybody who was sort of flying under the uh, under the radar that uh, did a lot of good for themselves this week, or or somebody coming out of there that maybe the average person wouldn't have heard of? Yeah, you know, Ron, I, you know, it's always kind of the guys that you know that I thought the Temple linebacker did very well. You know, he worked out like crazy, and he, you know, he, beginning of the season, he's somebody people are talking about maybe as a you know, guy they're interested in or, hey, I want to keep an eye on. And then he has a great year, and now, you know, he just blew things up in Indy. So uh, I think he will make a pretty big move for people. You know, anytime you run a 4-2-2-40 officially, that's going to get people's attention. But, you know, Ross was like, Ross was a really good receiver before people, you know, clocked that speed. So, but I, I only think he... That's not under the radar, but he, he certainly helped himself. I like the way he ran routes, you know, before you saw him be the, the fastest time guy and, you know, sort of the modern combine. But right. uh, I think those two guys helped themselves a lot. And I think, like you just said, we were just talking about, none of the quarterbacks made a drastic uh, impression, you know, in Indianapolis. We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at TalkOfFameNetwork.com or on Twitter at, at TalkOfFameNet. And, Leggy, uh, the draft and free agency, of course, intersect this week. Um, let me ask you this, since we're talking about quarterbacks. The fact that there isn't a quarterback ready to step in tomorrow from this draft, doesn't that help the, the free agent quarterbacks who are out there? In other words, up their value, too. You talked about overdrafting a, a, a quarterback. Don't you uh, overpay a quarterback who's a free agent at this point, too, just because the, the people out there who are young and who aren't ready just aren't ready to step in? Yeah, and I, you know, I think, Clark, they, you know, they got to be free agents first. It's, you know, it's kind of funny. All the quarterbacks people have been talking about in free agency aren't technically free agents yet. So yeah, right. Obviously, you know, Romo and, and Tyrod Taylor and Cutler have – been sort of the fuel of the talk. I, I will say, you know, Romo was kind of the off-to-the-side discussion whenever you got with personnel people as, you know, people are sort of interested to see how that plays out. And, you know, I will say the general feeling in Indianapolis is that was that, you know, Jerry Jones is in, and Rick would know this more, but, you know, Jerry Jones is getting some internal pressure to hang on to him a little longer to see if they can do better in some kind of deal, you know, I, I think there's those factors at work. It's, you know, when do you cut them? When does it make the most sense? And uh, just hanging on to them at all make any sense. And, but, you know, there is a faction within the Cowboys that thinks it might be a good idea to hang on to them a little longer. Jeff, if you're a GM, if you're John Elway, how concerned are you that he's 37, hasn't really played in two years, and has back history? Uh, Rick, I think, I think Elway would be concerned. I think you know, he's, I think he's looking at if he's free to negotiate a deal with, you know, heavy givebacks if he gets injured and, you know, heavy incentives per game incentives, season incentives, you know, uh, performance incentives. I, I, he's going to have to be willing to, 
you know, to sort of bet on himself. But I, I got an awful lot of concern from awful lot of people in the league who believe he could not make it through a season if he's the starter. So I think any team, Broncos included, who would be interested in him are going to have to weigh that because it's, it's a short-term move and, you know, you, you've got to have some kind of plan uh, if it doesn't work out. On the flip side, is this the best rush group as you've seen in a while? Yeah, and I think now that offensive linemen aren't the safe bets they used to be, you know, you guys know there, there was a time if a, if a guy started 47, you know, 48, 50 games in the offensive line in college, he was a gimme to uh, walk in and be ready to go almost in the pros. That, that used to be the safest draft bet on the board, but with all the spread offenses, it's not the case anymore, and I think now the edge rusher is the safest bet on the board, so uh, there are an awful lot in this class, and I think because they're such safe bets to play, I think those guys are going to move up, uh, much like the big corners. I mean, you look at what, for the second year in a row, the defensive backs just blazed at the combine, and, and an awful lot of those guys were 195, 200 pounds, you're going to see an awful lot of big corners and edge rushers uh, move up the board when the picks get made. Well, Leggy, we got about a minute to go here, and I'm wondering what you heard about the Kirk Cousins, Washington Redskin, uh, three-team trade situation out there, uh, and do you buy uh, into any of the talk? You know, Ron, I don't think people were buying that story. In fact, it was getting an awful lot of legs that it was uh, planted in some fashion to to distract people from what a mess the, the Redskins are at the moment. So uh, I don't think, you know, the, the few GMs that I spoke to about just in passing uh, weren't buying that. And he's, you know, Cousins, you know, he's going to get paid an awful lot this year, and he's almost forced them uh, to put him in the market next year because you know, I'm not sure any team could take on the, the cap hit that a third franchise tag would, would bring with it. Hey, Leggy, it's not just those DBs who got a blaze. We do, too. we got to run to the commercial. But thanks, as always, and good luck for your next QB in Denver. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, thanks, Leggy. Jeff. You got it, Leggy. That was Hall of Fame photo Jeff Legwald, VSPN.com. Coming up, a Hall of Fame running back, and that would be former Green Bay and Notre Dame star Paul Horning. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. Just go to grasshopper.com. Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. 
Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant sandwich, and I gave one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number, bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper. Com. We've talked about Paul Hornan, and he's one of the greatest football players ever. The first, in fact, in pro football history to win the Heisman Trophy, to be selected first in the NFL Draft, win the league's most viable player award, and be inducted both the pro and collegiate halls of fame. Paul, of course, attended Notre Dame, where he's such an outstanding athlete. He played on the school's basketball and football teams. But it was football, of course, where he excelled as a running back, quarterback, place kicker, punter, safety, you name it. In fact, Paul Hornan is generally considered the greatest all-around football player in Notre Dame history, and we are delighted to have him with us today. Paul, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for all those kind words. <laughs> Paul, when I mention Notre Dame, what's the first thought or memory that comes to your mind? What I really think about is, is what Notre Dame afforded me, the wonderful opportunity to go to a great school with a great athletic program and, and a great academic program. And uh, I think in our day, it was pursued so much, and there was so much talk about scholastics. And uh, I was one of the ones who was very glad that that happened because, you know, it helped me to realize that I was at a tough school as far as academics were concerned, so I better keep my shoulders to the wheel because this is going to be a tough four years and and it was it was a learning experience and it's one of the great experiences that i've ever had those four years at notre dame paul clark mentioned that you won the heisman in 1956 how surprised were you to win it on a two and eight team i believe you're the only heisman trophy winner ever to play for a losing team well it was unusual you know i had a lot of votes as a junior i think i think that helped more than anything so by the time I got to be a senior, I was kind of like the favorite or the guy who got most points as a junior as far as the Heisman Trophy was concerned. So even though we were 2-8 and eight my senior year, uh, you know, I'm kind of proud that uh, nobody else in the history of college football has ever won the Heisman Trophy on a record like that. So, uh, you know, I, I've always considered myself a very lucky person as far you know, as winning awards like that. With, with the record that we had. So uh, looking back, I enjoy it. How'd you lose eight games? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Talking to the wrong guy. Uh, that senior year of yours, Paul, of course, you, you not only led 
uh, Notre Dame in passing, rushing, scoring, kick returns, punt returns, and punting. But in your spare time, you led the team in passes broken up, and you were second in tackles and interceptions. A, how did you ever wake up during the week to go to class? And B, how did you do it? I mean, <laughs> now everybody's a specialist. Well, you know, that, that's the way I had played football all my life. I always played on the defensive side of the ball in, in high school and grade school and, and all the way back. I don't ever remember playing the game where I got too much time off on the sideline. So by the time I got to Notre Dame, I was well-schooled in, in what you had to do playing all, all those positions. We're speaking with former Notre Dame and Green Bay great Paul Hornin on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And, Paul, when you think back to everything you achieved at Notre Dame, what was your greatest accomplishment? Well, I guess as far as the press is concerned, it was the Heisman Trophy off of a losing team. We were 2-8 and eight my senior year, and if I hadn't have garnered so many votes as a junior, I don't think I would have been awarded that trophy. But I was, and it was a, a surprise and a, and a wonderful surprise for me to be on top in the voting as far as the Heisman Trophy was concerned, off of a, the worst record team in history of the Heisman, 2-8. So that was a very enjoyable trip that I had to New York. I took my mom back to New York, and she enjoyed, I think, the trip more than I did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I always look back on, on, you know, the Heisman did me one great favor, you know, in selecting me. I, it was a tremendous thrill. Paul, as a junior, you scored twice in offense and had two interceptions on defense in an upset of number four Navy. So which did you cherish more, the touchdowns or the interceptions? And do you have that game ball? No, I do not have the game ball, number one. And I don't know which you would enjoy more. I think defensively, you know, uh, when you make an interception, sometimes that turns the game around. And, uh it's a kind of a thing that's uh, a real no-no for one side of the football and a, a great pleasure on the other side. So uh, I think uh, I enjoyed making the interception a little bit more. You're one of only five players to win the Heisman and the NFL uh, MVP award as well. Which one uh, means more to you, and, and where do you have them? Do you still have those trophies somewhere? Oh, yes. I have the Heisman here in Louisville, and uh, I gave it back to Notre Dame. I had the trophy, you know, in 1956 is when I won the one the trophy. So I had it for about 10 years, and I gave it to Notre Dame. And they've had it up there ever since that time. So if I want to see the Heisman Trophy, I have to go back to Notre Dame. And when I do go back to Notre Dame, I usually run by that thing every once in a while. <laughs> Take a peek at it, do you? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Paul, I, I want to ask you about uh, the year after you won the Heisman, 57, and, and particularly that college all-star game. Now, you were on a team that included yourself, Jim Brown, John Jaguar Arnett, John Brody, Abe Woodson, Len Dawson, Tommy McDonald, Jim Parker, and you were coached by Otto Graham and Curly Lambeau, and yet you lost to the Giants. How did that happen? I really don't know. Because <laughs> of all the teams I was on, that might have been the one with the most talent. Wow. All-star game. But anyway, um, I really didn't care too much one way or the other after the game because I was on my way to Green Bay in the start of my professional career. I remember driving from Chicago in the All-Star game up to Green Bay with Ron Kramer. And Ron and I became roommates, and we lived together in the off season. So we became very good friends, of course. And I've always said that 
think he's probably one of the most talented football players I ever had the opportunity to play with. Uh, he, was, he was our best athlete. There was no question about that. Well, what was it like playing for Lombardi? Well, playing for Lombardi was probably the highlight of our career. He was special. He had the opportunity after he left Green Bay to come back and had the opportunity to go to Washington. He did. I remember I made two or three trips to Washington when he was head coach of the Redskins, and he loved it in Washington. And he loved the opportunity to get back into coaching, I think, more than anything. So we enjoyed Max McGee and I would go back every year to at least one game in Washington until he, you know, he passed away and we, we, we didn't have anybody to go back to. You know, one of the things that we all get asked about all the time, Paul, because we're all Hall of Fame voters, is Jerry Kramer. Why is Jerry Kramer in the Hall of Fame? Why are you guys keeping Jerry Kramer out of the Hall of Fame? I have no answer for I that. Guarantee you one thing. I guarantee you one thing. I've asked that question more than you have. <laughs> and uh, I can't believe that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It really is. Four or five years ago, I wrote a letter who I thought was all the people who voted in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, you know, and, and tried to get them to acknowledge that, you know, this is a terrific injustice this was this was uh, along with Forrest Gregg I think they were the two best offensive linemen in pro football during those days it, it might have been a, a inability uh, as far as the voters are concerned when you when you saw our team and you were voting on three Hall of Famers in the backfield Jimmy Taylor and Bar Starr and myself and then you had Forrest Gregg who is another uh, Hall of Famer playing right tackle so it kind of overshadowed Jerry's abilities, but it didn't overshadow him. As far as we were concerned, I thought he was the best guard in pro football all the years that I played with him, and I think he was. And the uh, most terrific injustice I've ever seen in the NFL is Jerry Kramer not being in the Hall of Fame. I keep trying to push it every year to get him involved, and every time I come in contact with anybody in, in Canton, Ohio, that's the conversation we end up with. Maybe next year it'll, it'll be the year. We all pull for it every year that he gets the opportunity to come into the Hall of Fame. Like you, of course, we run ourselves. We've got to run to the next commercial. We're out of time. But I want to thank you so much for the time you spent with us, and, and thanks for the memories. Thanks for bringing back a lot okay, of Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, Paul. That was former Notre Dame and Green Bay star Hall of Famer Paul Hornan. Up next, one other Packers star. Former safety Leroy Butler should be in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. In your business, you trust people who time and time again get the job done. At Indeed.com, we deliver five times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. That's why over three million businesses use Indeed when they're hiring. Because getting the job done matters. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. 
Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar croissant deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant, and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You consider yourself an entrepreneur, don't you? Absolutely. Well, that means you're always on the go. I mean, you're in Fort Myers, Florida, right? I am. So here's my question. As an entrepreneur, how do you turn your mobile phone into a business phone system? Easy, Clark. I do it on Grasshopper. Perfect. Great. Smart man. You know what? Listen to Ron Borges. Just get a local toll-free number or bring your own with Grasshopper. And you see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Well, guys, uh, we've got the NCAA tournament brackets coming up this weekend. But you seen the odds, or have you seen the odds, for Dancing with the Stars? Anyone? Ron? Rick? Yeah. Anyone? Okay. Well, then if you have, you know that Rashad Jennings... Running back. It's a 10 to 1 favorite, tied with Nancy Kerrigan, but just behind Charo at 15 to 2, and way ahead of Mr. T at 25 to 1. Now, Ron, you know a a lot about odds, I think, and you know a a lot more about odds than you do about dancing. So, do you like Rashad Jennings' chances of making it to the Final Four? No, I do not, and I'll tell you why, because I know a lot about (laughs) Mr. T. Let me tell you, he'll take one look at Jennings, and he's going to say, But I pity the fool. And I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goose, I don't want to talk about pain, but I don't want to talk about prediction. Shy Jennings will run off into the night. <laughs> yeah. On this show, we always talk about the final 15 each year as an Hall of Fame finalist. And that's a pretty select group, Goose, man. But uh, we've had several qualified guys on the program, including former Green Bay safety Leroy Butler, who never made it as a semifinalist, which is one of the final 25. So I wrote about him this week on our website, talkfamenetwork.com. And Goose, man, question for you. Who has the better chance this year? Our prediction for you. Who has the better chance this year? No pain involved. Butler of reaching the Hall's final 25 or Rashad Jennings of reaching the Final Four and Dancing with the Stars? Frankly, I like Jennings. He did a lot of dancing <laughs> last season in the NFL's 29th ranked rushing attack at the line of scrimmage, so I, he's got a lot of practice coming in. Uh, Goose, <laughs> I hope you're wrong. You know that? Because uh, I wrote about Leroy Butler this week. I thought you were going to help me there, but <laughs> it, it, the thing that bothers me about Butler is, uh, you know, not so much he's not in the hall. It's just he's never been a finalist and never been a semifinalist. I mean, that's nuts, guys. I mean, the guy was a four-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, first-team All-Decade choice, did you know? He's also a member of the Packers Hall of Fame. Only one problem. He was a first-team All-Decade choice at safety. Only three guys in the 1990s All-Decade first-team aren't in Canton, and two of them 
are safeties. That would be Leroy Butler and Steve Atwater. And only one of the three has never been discussed. And guess what? We're talking about him now. Leroy Butler could do it all at safety. That's strong safety where he played. He could rush the passer, tackle ball carries, cover tight ends, wide receivers, you name it, play man-to-man, zone, whatever, protect the middle. He was so good, in fact, uh, that he was the first defensive back ever to have 20 career interceptions and sacks. When I talked to Ron Wolf, friend of the show, Hall of Fame GM, he had this to say about him. Quote, he had no weakness, period, end quote. Well, yes, he did. Played safety. We all know about the Hall's record there, but maybe... Ron, maybe, just maybe, the election of former safety Kenny Easley opens the door for Leroy Butler and maybe others. I mean, look, we have two pure safety, John Lynch and Brian Dawkins, among the top ten finalists this year. So I'd expect maybe one of them be included in the Hall's class of 2018. But I would also expect Leroy Butler to move forward, too. I mean, there are only two Packers in the Hall from teams that went to three consecutive conference championship games and two straight Super Bowls. And that's Brett Favre and Reggie White. Of the teams that dominated the 1990s, Cowboys, 49ers, Bills, Broncos, and Packers, Green Bay is the only one without three players in the hall. If nothing else, guys, let's do something with Leroy Butler we haven't done until today. Let's start talking about him. Clark, uh, Butler, Lynch, or Dawkins? Uh, Good question. Um, I would say I I would go, um, honestly, Butler, Dawkins, Lynch, and for this reason. Really? Butler doesn't have the stats that Dawkins does, but he is a member of that 2020 group, but more precisely, Goose, is because he's the first guy in line. I mean, Dawkins came after him. I think all of them are Hall of Fame worthy, and I do think Dawkins may get in next year. But Leroy Butler was ahead of the curve here, and he's just been sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting. I, I think I would go with Leroy Butler before I'd go with Brian Dawkins just because he's been waiting for so long. But God almighty, guys, can we at least talk about him, please? <laughs> Well, there's a signal that we're getting close to halftime. Not so close to Leroy Butler, but getting close to halftime. So, Ronnie, take us into intermission with that two-minute drill. Well, gentlemen, Kirk Cousins was tagged for the second straight year. Washington uh, now on the hook for $23.9 million in salary in 2017. Are they nuts or all-knowing? Just paying a Spartan is worth. (laughs) I would say smart, because if Kirk Cousins were on the draft board today, Ronnie, he'd be the first quarterback chosen. Stanford All-American running back Christian McCaffrey did only 10 reps on the bench press at the Combine. Don't they have a weight room at Stanford? Give a Stanford student credit for spending more time in the library, not the weight room. (laughs) Yeah, they do, Ron. It's called Stanford Hospital, and be prepared to wait. McCaffrey did this, though. He went and outran LSU's uh, Leonard Fournette and Florida State's Dalvin Cook in the 40. Who do you like, strong running backs or fast running backs? Emma Smith only ran a 4 or 5 5. Give me a little muscle. I like Christian soldiers because they go onward. <laughs> well, Alabama linebacker Reuben Foster's combine ejection for getting in a beef with a hospital worker hurt him in the draft or help him in the draft? What he does on the field is more important to the NFL than what he does in a hospital. Won't help when he gets hurt, Ron. <laughs> the Jets say they're willing to trade any one of their draft picks. Why? This is a quarterback-needy team that took a quarterback in the second round last April, then didn't play him. What's the point of drafting players? Because, look, we're not trading them, got them. Speaking of the Jets, Jets have unloaded a truckload of big-name veterans. Same question, why? Those big names got the Jets to 5-11 and 11 a year ago. It's time for some new big names. Because it's cheaper to lose with young no-names than big-name veterans. Not to perseverate, but... Do the Jets have a clue? 
Ask owner Woody Johnson, who bailed to become ambassador to England. Yes, they did once, Ron, but it died of loneliness. Unemployed Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick now says he will stand for the national anthem because he's seen improvement in the country. Does he stand for anything? He stands for a paycheck. Nope, not even when he urinates. <laughs> Ouch! Wow. Le'Veon Bell says if he was healthy in the AFC Championship game, the Steelers beat the Patriots. Was he going to play defense? Never doubt a Spartan. Well, maybe he should have, Ron, because nobody else did. Who's your overall number one draft pick in 2017? Miles Garrett from the same school that gave us Von Miller. Hard to say. Whoever the Browns value as the best pitcher in the draft. That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll sit down with Hall of Famer Tim Brown as those collegiate draft series salutes Notre Dame, but only after we stand up to recognize the USFL. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, this is Joe Gibbs, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame radio. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring, and independent research shows that five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your family's as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse seasoned crust and tangy barbecue sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant sandwich and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Well, if you're like Ron Borges and maybe Goose Gosselin as well, you're an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. 
Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. And before we get started, guys, um, remember how we acknowledged the Academy Awards last week and its surprise ending? I mean, we always like surprise ending in movies, right? Except really maybe not there. What, what we didn't acknowledge, however, was an Oscar that was awarded to a film about a pro football Hall of Fame great, a running back. And that was O.J. Made in America. But Goose, somehow, uh, I don't think that was acknowledged by the Pro Football Hall of Fame either. Yeah, I think O.J. Simpson is a football chapter that Southern Cal, the Buffalo Bills, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame would all like to forget. Yeah, you are correct, sir. Well, he's gone, and so too is the USFL, who we promoted. He could be back, segment. by the way, you know. He could be back yeah, in July. He's, he's up for parole. Yeah, he could be, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, he's out of the public eye, at least. Um, but like O.J. Simpson, um, you know, this league, the USFL we're talking about, not going to be forgotten. Not by us, it won't, at least. Uh, in fact, this Monday past Monday marked the 34th anniversary of the USFL with ABC televising the first games if you guys remember I remember as well I was in Arizona then there were three of them all on Sunday as a matter of fact the LA Express versus the New Jersey Generals and Herschel Walker um, that was the primary regional game then ABC also televised the Chicago Blitz at Washington Washington Federals I think it was and the Philadelphia Stars at Denver and then one day later which is March 7th was the Michigan Panthers goose would that be your Michigan Panthers Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. They opened their season with a 9-7 defeat of Birmingham at Legion Field. And the reason I mention that is because, believe it or not, it was the first professional game ever televised by ESPN. The first of many. But little did ESPN know that the network would be showcasing the eventual league champion that game in the Michigan Panthers. The best team that inaugural season figured to be either the Generals with the USFL's best player in Herschel Walker or the Blitz with the USFL's best coach, Hall of Famer George Allen. Certainly not the Panthers with Jim Stanley at coach and Bobby Abair at quarterback. Abair. Yeah, good quarterback, boy. Don't uh, don't ever underestimate those guys from Michigan, right, Goose? Yes, sir. I said Michigan, not Michigan State, Goose. <laughs> State of Michigan. <laughs> State of Michigan. Well, uh, we had former Philadelphia coach Jim Moore on here a couple years ago, and here's what Goose asked him about what it was like playing in the USFL. How much fun was it coaching in the USFL? I tell you, it was probably. Well, I'm not going to say it's the most fun I ever had because it, it wasn't, but it, it was right up there. You know, I really had a lot of fun because, you know, because we won. I mean, winning is, is fun. And we had the best team. We had the best players. I had a good staff. We had a good organization. And we won. We won most of the time, you know. And when you win, it's fun. Clark, Ron, and I will both tell you that winning is indeed fun. Winning is joyous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you joyous I just wonder what England? else he did. I wanted you to follow up there, Goose, as you normally would have and said, so what else did you do that was fun? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What, what approximates that? you up to? <laughs> you said it wasn't the most fun. Well, what was the most fun? Yeah, and, and who was she? <laughs> Yo, oh, oh, no. Oh, come on. Stop sorry. It. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's get back to the USFL. Um, you guys know there were plenty of great players there and that emerged from that league. Reggie White, uh, Steve Young, Herschel Walker, as we mentioned, Doug Flutie, Jim Kelly, Gary Zimmerman, Sam Mills. We go on and on. But uh, Goose... I think people forget, when we're talking about all these players, that there are plenty of good coaches, too. And, and Jim Mora, we talked about and talked to there in the earlier segment, he's near or at, at the top of the list. Yeah, we know know all about the Moras, the Marv Levies, and the Steve Spurs, the coach in that league. But the USFL also was an excellent training ground for young coaches. John Fox, Dom Capers, Vince Tobin, Chris Palmer, and June Jones all got their coaching starts in the USFL, all went on to become NFL head coaches. Jim Johnson, Ted Cottrell, Vic Fangio, and Pete Rodriguez all went on to have highly successful careers as NFL assistants. 
and both Bill Poland and Iran's good friend Charlie Army both use the USFL as a stepping stone to highly successful front office gigs in the NFL. That's true, and I'll tell you guys about another great coach that they had there that uh, time has forgotten, Dick Corey. Everyone forgets he was the first USFL coach of the year. He led the Boston Breakers to an 11-7 season, despite the fact they had the lowest payroll in the league. And one of the ways he got them to to play so hard for him was at training camp. He he, uh, initiated something called beer break between practices. (laughs) He figured they were drinking anyway, so you might as well do it right here. How come the NFL has adopted that? Genius! That's a forward thinking. How come the NFL hasn't adopted that? Exactly. Man ahead of his time. Oh my God! I mean, we've got so many sponsorships with beers. You'd think they'd at least sponsor beer breaks during training exactly. games, right? Well, I, I mentioned Man has 19- to keep hydrated. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned 1983, which was the year the league started, but it was also the year the New Jersey Generals were sold, and that was in September after the season. As a matter of fact, to a young businessman named Donald Trump. And, Ron, there are plenty of people who believe the league could and would have made it had the Donald and Chicago, Chicago owner Eddie Einhorn not pushed the idea to go from spring league to fall going head-to-head against the NFL. Uh, agreed. There's no question that most of the people who are involved in the league believe that was the fatal mistake. You know, originally it was supposed to be a league with a pretty tight rein on salaries and right. angling for the spring niche and eventually sort of hoping that they would form some sort of association or partnership with the, with the NFL. Uh, then in comes Donald Trump and Stunner. Uh, all hell breaks loose. Uh, he spends them right in a bankruptcy, which he seems to be very adept at. Uh, if you look at his business career, and the next thing you know, they're out of business. So, you know, the Donald just couldn't keep, uh, uh, he couldn't hold back on the reins and just go with the flow. No, I, I'm not talking about his though. presidency, Ron. I'm talking about his ownership. <laughs> yeah, he's still a little trouble with those reins, it appears. <laughs> yeah, I still believe there's a place in football for spring league. You know, the NFL has tried a couple times with uh, with the European League, and both the XFL and UFL gave it short, successful shots. But look look at minor league baseball and hockey. They're, they're booming as spectator sports. Right. There's no doubt in my mind there's a place for a developmental football league in the spring. Lucas, you're our uh, resident historian. Other than the players and coaches... What was the greatest contribution the uh, USFL made to the world of professional football in general, and maybe the NFL in particular? Well, the USFL brought football to places where the NFL would not go. Baltimore, Birmingham, Jacksonville, Memphis, Orlando, Phoenix, San Antonio, all cities starve for pro football. I think that opened the NFL's eyes and thus opened the future doors for the Charlottes, Jacksonvilles, Nashvilles, and Phoenixes. You know, many of the USFL cities were in the Sun Belt. Not surprisingly, the NFL has increased its presence in the Sun Belt in subsequent years. Well, I think the other thing that they that they uh, did for the world, a real service to the world, was that they sent lawyers back about 50 years. Because you remember when they sued, they sued and won uh, against the NFL when they sued them for an antitrust suit, and the award was $1 in damages, although it was trebled to $3. That's right. It lawyers, was trebled. Lawyers didn't want to take a sports case for five years after that. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, hey, Goose, uh, how would how do you think history would have changed had the USFL made it? I think if the USFL had remained a spring league and continued to lure the Steve Youngs, Reggie Whites, Anthony Carters, and Doug Fluties along the way, driving up price for NFL teams, I think there would eventually have been an absorption, not a merger like the AFL in the 60s, but rather an absorption like the All-America Football Conference forced in 1950 when the NFL invited the Browns Baltimore right. Colts and 49ers in the league. I think the NFL would have targeted the flagship USFL franchises, Arizona, Baltimore, Oakland, three cities that would eventually house NFL franchises and possibly Birmingham. 
that would have gotten the NFL to 32 teams a mm. couple decades sooner than planned. Do you think we'd still have 32 today, Goose? Do you think we'd have more? Probably more. If you went and put those four in, the money was exploding at that time. I, I think there are probably 34, maybe even 36 at this point. I would say there was also a, a slightly more obscure historical moment that would not have occurred if it wasn't for the USFL, and that was the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants would never have used footage of the showboats against the bandits in the, playing at the Liberty Bowl as background for the Bubble Bowl in an episode called Band Geeks. That show couldn't have afforded NFL rights, but they could afford USFL. <laughs> okay. So, so last question for you, Goose. Start with you, as I said, as our resident historian. Three decades later now, or over three decades later, how do we remember this league? I guess what I'm asking is, what is the USFL's legacy? We touched on it. Hall of Famers Reggie White, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Gary Zimmerman, Marv Levy, Bill Polian. Not all of football's great talent on the field and sideline can thank the NFL for its start. Yeah, I think that's true. I think at least some of those guys probably would have not emerged in, in the way they did, if at all. You know, sometimes you just need an opportunity, and, and certainly a lot of guys got it. Ron, if you had one coach from that league to, to coach a game for you, who would it be? Well, I'm biased. It would be Dick Corey because uh, yeah, I oh, knew him. Okay. And, and, uh, he's a guy, head coach in the World Football League and the U.S. Football League. How do you miss the NFL? Yeah, I don't know, but we're not going to miss this break. Happy anniversary to the USFL. May it rest in peace. Coming up. Salute to the University of Notre Dame as we kick off our collegiate draft series. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two-for-four-dollar croissant deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant You know, they're just two-for-four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant deal is two-for-four-dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. 
Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Rick Gosselin. Yes, sir. You consider yourself an entrepreneur? Among the top three in this program. (laughs) Smart man. Well, then you're always on the go. So I've got some advice for you. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number, just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Goose, as you do each week, you just ran a pretty comprehensive poll on our website, the network.com This one of the best non-combine players in NFL history, but you wanted us to choose the best NFL non-combine player. Essentially asking our readers, name him. Name the best guy who was never invited to the combine. And I'm going to be honest with you, Goose, I was a little bit, no, I was a lot surprised with the result. Yes, sir. James Harrison, who won two Super Bowls and went to five Pro Bowls as a pass rusher with the Steelers. He nosed out Hall of Fame defensive tackle John Randall and San Diego tight end Antonio Gates, which goes to show the Steelers have a great and loyal fan base. Ron. Yes, sir? How do you not vote for Antonio Gates? I mean, I saw that list. There's only one guy in that list going to Canton, and it ain't James Harrison. He's already there. <laughs> well, he may have to ride in the same car with the T.O. if he wants to get to Canton anytime soon. Look, there's one guy <laughs> that on that list who's already tires. in Canton. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. You know, the guy on the list who's already on that uh, in Canton, John Randall. How do you not vote for him? He's the only guy who's made yeah, it so right. far. Yeah, that's right. Can't be that's better right. than that. Yeah, Should have played um, for Pittsburgh. <laughs> apparently. Um, so, Gooseman, bring us up to date on this week's poll. What do you got going? The best free agent signing in history. Lots of good options. Reggie White. Deion Sanders, Peyton Manning, and more. Well, next time you do something around this time of poll, I, I've got a suggestion for you, Goose. Why don't you run a poll on what you believe in more? Stopwatches at the Combine or Kim Jong-un? Yeah, that's what would be Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I mean, listen, a 4-2-2-40 by John Ross, Kim Jong-un. Um, this is probably and, the and, only sports show going to mention Kim Jong-un <laughs> at any I point know. in time. As opposed to Kim Jong, duh. Um, and, and, and then people are saying, well, you know, uh, it might it might have been a record, or it might not have been a record, because Bo Jackson once ran a 4-1-3. Are you kidding me? Listen, I know Bo Jackson was good and he was fast. A 4-1-3, I'm sorry. There was no better starter than Ben Johnson in track and field. And his best 40, out of the box, on a track, in spikes, was 4-2-8. So, Goose, who are these guys getting? Well, I personally hand-timed a 4-1-9-40 by wide receiver Alexander Wright at a Cowboy minicamp in the early 1990s. 
I wouldn't believe it had I not seen it with my own eyes. He was a track All-America sprinter at Auburn. It was outdoors on a blazing hot day on a rubber track surface. The Cowboys gave him an electronically timed 414 on that 40. But to run a sub 420 on either a grass or artificial surface like at the Combine, that defies logic. Ron, who are you going to believe in? Goose with his handheld watch or Kim Jong-un? <laughs> <laughs> Got to go with the goose man with his watch. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Clark, you mentioned Ben Johnson. Now, let's be fair here. The guy was running on high test when everybody else was using sure. regular gas, you know, so maybe <laughs> a little bit different, you know, although maybe not so much. Be that as it will or may, as Don King would say, John Ross can fly. Whether one day he'll touch the sky remains to be seen, but that boy can fly. Right. Well, maybe, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's only one thing I know I can believe in, and that's this. <laughs> Whenever I hear it, Goose, I believe uh, your Michigan State Spartans are going to get tied by Coley O'Brien and the Irish. Yeah. I love that song. It's a reminder that we're beginning our college draft series, the first of six, with Notre Dame first up. And, Goose, when you hear that song, what do you think of? That 10-10 tie in 1966 or uh, Ronald Reagan and Newt Rockney All-American? No, I've got a lot of great memories. I grew up in Detroit, a Notre Dame fan. Nick Petrosani was one of my oh. favorite players as a kid. He played in Notre Dame and for the Lions. I remember the voice of Lindsey Nelson, John Ewart winning the Heisman Trophy in those annual games of Southern Cal that were always shown on national TV back in the day when there'd be one college game shown on TV on Saturdays. Then came 1966, and it all turned for me. Do you remember when John Ewart was on the cover of Time Magazine? Yes, sir. Wow. Ron, what do you think when you hear that song? I don't think Il Young is going to be on the front of Time Magazine, or there will even be a Time Magazine. <laughs> Not a few years, but what I think of Notre Dame is, is what I think of. Famous speech. We're going to run inside him. We're going to run outside him. And inside him, outside him, inside him, outside him. Until we get him on the run. We get him on the run, we're going to keep him on the run. We're going to go, go, go. We're not going to stop till we cross that goal line. Knut Rockney. Wow. You guys feel inspired? You're probably up running around the living rooms right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Derek. He's doing push-ups right there behind the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Ronald Reagan to me there. Hey, uh, Goose, uh, other than Montana, Joe Montana went to Notre Dame, of course. Who's your first Notre Dame draft pick? And I mean of all time. I mean, we have two possibilities on today's show, Paul Hornan and Tim Brown, both Heisman Trophy winners. But who would be your first pick after Montana? Well, there are a handful of Pro Football Hall of Famers in addition to the three you mentioned. Curly Lambeau, Johnny Blood McNally, Jerome Bettis, Dave Casper, Alan Page, Nick Bonacani. I'd probably go with Page if the quarterback is off the board, which Montana would be. I'm going pass rusher, and he was among the best of his era. That's a tough one to beat there, Alan Page. But uh... Dave Casper, say it. Say yeah, it. I know. Say it. Just go and play the Who Raiders else is on. there? Hall of Fame <laughs> tight end, Dave Casper. Economics <laughs> major, genius in two fields. Okay, Goes Goose. to the post. You remember that, don't could, you, Clark? Gotcha. If we, gotcha. Yeah, I do remember that against Burt Jones. Thanks for reminding me. Killed my, my <laughs> day. day. If you had one guy, Goose, from Notre Dame to coach, to coach your most important game of the year, who would that be? Well, certainly not Charlie Wise. You'd have to go with Rockney. <laughs> he dropped that win one for the Gepper line in his team. There wouldn't be a dry eye in a place. What about Eric Procedian? He tied your Michigan State Spartans. Great accomplishment for Sparta, for the Irish. <laughs> Ron, who would be well, your one coach? The great Frank Leahy, who left Boston College to take over Notre Dame and, and revitalize them. They were a dead team, and by the time Frank Leahy was done, they were back to the greatness of Notre Dame. 
They Jeez, were. I'm surprised they you didn't were. say Dave Casper. If he can't play, he can coach. My team. <laughs> um, okay, Gooseman, the impact of Notre Dame on the NFL. I asked about the impact of the USFL on the NFL. How about Notre Dame on the NFL? Well, Notre Dame has had more players drafted by the NFL than any other school. 518. There have been 66 first-rounders, 13 Pro Football Hall of Famers. If you give me the best player on the Notre Dame campus every season, I can put together a pretty competitive football team. Not going to ask you about the best player, Goose, but how about the best game, the best Notre Dame game ever? Without question, the 10-10 tie remains the game of the century in my mind. How much talent was in that game, you ask? In the 1967 draft, Michigan State had the first two players, three of the first five, and four of the first eight. No school has ever had a run at the top like that in the history of the draft. Over the next three years, Michigan State would have 15 players drafted who played in that game. Notre Dame would have 27 players drafted who played in that game. Michigan State would send Bubba Smith, George Webster, Gene Washington, Clint Jones in the NFL. Notre Dame would send Alan Page, Bob Kuchenberg, Rocky Blair, and Tannery, Terry Hanready. That game was one-stop shopping for NFL scouts. Well, I would have to go back a little further in history. Another tie game. 0-0 tie game against Army in 1946. Army had Doc Blanchard and Glenn Davis, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. And the great Notre Dame team had Johnny Lujak, won the Heisman Trophy the next year. Not only did he play quarterback, but he made the game-saving tackle. And who did he stop? Doc Blanchard, who was twice as big as he was. Great football game. You covered that game, didn't you, Ron? I did cover that game. I thought so. <laughs> Goose, quick now. One Sat reason right either to and... love, love the Irish or root against them. One reason. Uh, college, college football is a better game when Notre Dame is competitive. Kind of like the Canadians, Yankees, Raiders. When they're good, <sighs> it's a better game. Anything like the Canadians is real good. Well, we're going to have someone from Notre Dame who can fill in where we could not, and that's Hall of Fame receiver Tim Brown. He's coming up next on this, the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant sandwich, and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews. Hiring's hard, but Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your job, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows that Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, easy works. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. 
In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Our next guest, that would be Tim Brown, is a former Heisman Trophy winner at Notre Dame and a member of both the college and pro football halls of fame. Tim won the Heisman in 1987 and a few months later became the sixth overall draft pick of the Oakland Raiders and of the NFL draft. Talk about playing for two of football's most iconic iconic brands. Tim has been on our show a couple times to talk about his days as a Raider and his election to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But this being the first, the first of our six-part series on the NFL's top college producers, we've invited him back to talk about his days at Notre Dame. Tim, welcome back to our airwaves in... You know what? I'd say cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame, except I'm hearing the Raider theme song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have had that Notre Dame fight song going. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate right. you guys having me. <laughs> Tim, you're from Dallas, but didn't exactly play for a prep power in your three years as a starter at Woodrow Wilson High. You won just four games. How did Notre Dame find such a good player at such a bad program? You know, man, that, that's where you, you have to know that there is a God someplace, man. Notre Dame actually came to recruit... Uh, Dante Jones. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Dante. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Rick, I know you are. He went to Oklahoma and went ahead and played uh, 10 years, I think, with Chicago Bears and Denver Broncos. But he was at my rival high school. They came to recruit him. Thursday night football game. I scored four touchdowns. A kick return, a punt return, a long run, and a long catch. Uh, I played 27 years of football going back to junior high school. Uh, The only time I scored four touchdowns was when Notre Dame came to recruit somebody else. So... (laughs) Um, I, I think I think it was in the cards for me to uh, to wind up with those guys. Perfect timing. There you go. You you were uh, you know you're also lo- uh, looked at by Big Eight schools, Oklahoma, Nebraska, uh, coming out of high school would seem in some ways a more logical place to go. Why did you pick Notre Dame? Uh, it, it was all about the education, man. My mom and dad literally set me down and said, "Hey, boy, you have no future in football. All right, so um, <laughs> we need you to go someplace where you're going to get a great education and." And at that time, one of Notre Dame's big pitches was that they would tell you that uh, you had five years to get a four-year scholarship, and you only had to practice one week. And if you decided to quit, uh, you would still have your scholarship. And, and that proved true because there was a kid who came from Dallas, a linebacker who came from Dallas with me, who practiced one week. He quit, and he still got a scholarship, and he walked uh, four years later with me. So um, so it was all about the education. These other schools I went to, I just didn't feel as, feel as, feel, feel as, as if I, I fit in and, um, you know, uh, hanging out with some of those guys. It was it was just a little different experience for me than when I was up at Notre Dame. So um, it, it just felt like home, man. It felt like a comfortable place to me. I thought you were going to tell us it was all about the fight song, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the fight song was. I didn't even it, heard of Notre Dame. There it is. <laughs> we're speaking with former Notre Dame and Raiders great Tim Brown on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Tim, 
Um, you started Notre Dame under Jerry Faust, and you finished under Lou Holtz. Now, I think I remember seeing Lou at your induction in Canton. What impact did he have on your football career? Uh, man, you know, he, he, he turned it all around for me, man. Uh, when he got there, again, I was so focused on getting an education and going back home and, you know, uh, working a normal job, man, that uh, that's all that, that was on my plate. And, you know, I, I was doing great in school at the time. And he, I, I can remember after two days of spring ball, the first two days of practice, he pulled me over and he asked me a litany of questions about, you know, why wasn't I playing and, you know, and all these kind of things. Uh, do, well, did I get a drug problem or was it girls? Was it grades? What was it, you know? <laughs> and I told him, you know, they just didn't play me. He said, no, there's no coaching staff in America dumb enough not to play you. You tell me what the problem was. So, and I had to convince him that, you know, they just didn't play me. So, um, and he told me then that, you know, the only way a team wouldn't, that the uh, only way I wouldn't get the ball is if a team finds a way to uh, intercept and snap from center. And uh, if they do that, then he can't give me the ball. But uh, otherwise, he's going to find a way to get me the ball. And, um, and uh, you know, two weeks later, he told me he thought I could be the best player in the country. And, um, you know, and those are accolades that, um, you know, really was almost too much for me to handle. But I, I remember almost verbally saying to myself at one point, hey, just listen to him. Just do what he asked you to do, and let's just see what happens. The worst thing, can, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to be right where you are. And, uh, but, uh, and that's what I did, man. I just trusted him more than I trusted myself. And, uh, you know, and things just took off for me. So every time I see him now, no matter where we are, I always bow down to him. And uh, he hates it, but uh, I love it because I, I think he I think he deserves it. Tim, you scored touchdowns at Notre Dame on runs, receptions, and both kickoff and punt returns in left South Bend with 19 school records. Is there one moment from your days at Notre Dame that stands out more than any other? You know, there are really two moments. Uh, you know, my 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 junior year, we're playing Michigan up at the University of Michigan, and um, you know, I, I make this incredible uh, this incredible catch. And, uh, you know, I think people start to realize then that this, this kid is, you know, it's a little special or whatever. So, uh, but my senior year, we were playing Michigan State in, in South Bend, uh, and I have those two punts back-to-back. And, uh, and it literally changed my life, I believe, because I think I won the Heisman Trophy that night off of those two, off those two punt returns back-to-back. So, um, you know, those are plays that you'll just never forget. One sort of gave you the confidence that you could make the great plays, and two was sort of really solidifying your place in history. Ouch. <laughs> now you played with and against obviously a lot of uh, Notre Dame players during your career in the NFL. Is there a uh, bond sort of between Notre Dame guys, uh, regardless of, of where they end up playing in the NFL? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can remember <laughs> in particular this one young receiver who had, you know was playing on the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and and after the game, you know, we had beat them and. And, uh, you know, he sort of looked at me and, and, and just walked by me. And I can remember literally grabbing him by the back of his jersey and say, don't you ever walk by a domer and don't speak to a domer. I don't care what the score is on the scoreboard, you know. we you know. And so ever since that day, every time I see him, and obviously we're not on the field, but you know, he makes a beeline to come and speak, you know. But, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, I think it's uh, when you go – through a place like the University of Notre Dame, it's not an easy place to get to. There are a lot of things that you have to deal with up there. Uh, the education, the academics alone is, is very, very tough. <clears throat> you know, So if you're fortunate enough to get a degree and to make it to the league, uh, I, I certainly think there is a bond that, um, that, uh, that is established. And, 
And, uh, you know, I, I think it's something that when we get together, we talk about quite a bit. But it was a special place, man, or still is a special place. And, uh, you know, we love to talk about our, the good old days, as we call it now. Tim, let me take Ron's question a step further and beyond Notre Dame. I mean, you're one of only 79 players to win the Heisman Trophy. Is there a bond also among those players uh, from winning the Heisman? Yeah, it really is, man. You know, and I'm I'm realizing that more and more every day, you know. Uh, so I'm sort of like right in the middle right now, the young guys and, and the older guys. So... Uh, so I'm, I'm having relationships with, uh, with, with both sides of the party. So and it's, it's really special for me right now being, uh, being where I am. So, you know, I think, you know, when you look at the careers of some of these guys, they didn't, they didn't play 17 years enough afterwards. You know, some guys barely played at all. And you have other guys who are Hall of Famers, you know. So, um, you know, there's such a diverse group. But it's amazing how when we get together, you know, doing these these uh, the Nissan Heisman shoot or whatever it may be, you know, everybody's one. There is no big Heisman, little Heisman uh, winner. Everybody's on the same uh, level, man. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Tim, you achieved the heights in both college and pro and have busts and plaques to show for it. Looking back, paychecks aside, was it more fun playing football on Saturdays or Sundays? Uh, well, look, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Saturday is a lot more fun than, than Sundays. You know, um, you know, Saturday, you know, whether you play good or bad, uh, there was going to be a party going on on, the, on campus. <laughs> there was going to be, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the, whatever you're going to do on Sunday, the school was coming on Monday, you, you knew everything was going to be all right, you know. I mean, there, there's some point in, in, in the pros, man, where – you have a bad game, and you don't know if you don't have a job on Monday or, or you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. So I think from that standpoint, it, it's just a totally different kind of experience. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed my NFL experience immensely, but certainly college days, man, was, um, was, was a lot more fun, no doubt. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for the time, and, and thanks for getting our producer to play that Notre Dame fight song. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, you know, we can't talk about Notre Dame and not play the fight, so. We, we you are correct, fight, sir. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Thanks guys. Tim. Appreciate you. That was former Notre Dame and Raiders great Tim Brown. Coming up next, our Renai Game Changers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two-for-four-dollar croissant deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant You know they're just two-for-four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant and I gave one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> 
You guys. The croissant deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews. Hiring's hard, but Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your job, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows that Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, easy works. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Before we get to our Renai Game Changers, we've got some sad news to report this week, and that was the passing of former Raider Mickey Marvin, who died Monday at the age of 61 after battling ALS. And, Ron, I, I know you covered the guy. Um, your thoughts? Well, Mickey was a great guy. He was a starting guard on, on two Raider Super Bowl winners. Uh, he married a Raider Rat, and 36 years later uh, was still her husband. He was a funny guy. He became a man of, of great faith uh, that saw him through an awful tough ending. And, uh, you know, a year ago he... The Fritz Pollard Alliance awarded him its Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for all he had given to the game, and I would say it was richly deserved because football really was his life. Yeah, well, as I said, it's very sad news. Uh, Mickey Marvin, who's gone too soon at the age of 61. Uh, Goose, as promised, uh, we're going to move on to our Renai Game Changers, and um, any chance that we can do it this week without you mentioning a former Spartan? Of course. I'll go with Jets GM Mike McCagnon who in the last week has certainly changed the game for his franchise. He cut his leading scorer, kicker Nick Folk, his leading receiver, Brandon Marshall, starting offensive tackles Ryan Claddy and Brino Giacomini, and seven-time Pro Bowl corner Daryl Rivas. The Jets are now knee-deep in a building, and the ability of McCagnon to restock his shelves will determine his own job security. Or lack thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, and I game changer this week is the University of Washington's wide receiver, John Ross, who we talked about a little bit earlier. His 4.2240 broke Chris Johnson's combine record of 4.24, and he certainly changed the draft day game for himself. Yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, right? Yes. Don't buy it. Hey, um, I'm going to take <laughs> Texas A&M's Miles Garrett. I mean, if there were any doubt about what Cleveland should do with the first pick of the draft, there's none now. I blew the lid off the combine and made the Browns' decision simple. And just a hunch, Goose, I don't think even the Browns could screw this one up. So congratulations, Miles Garrett. You spared the Browns another blown draft pick. Well, guys, uh, it seems that unemployment has a way of clarifying the mind. Either that or Colin Kaepernick has a closet, was a closet Donald Trump supporter. Now that the former 49er quarterback has no place to kneel, he's decided to inform all interested NFL teams that he will henceforth stand for the national anthem. He claims his decision has nothing to do with being out of a job. Bogus. He insisted his change of heart is because he's seen positive develops, developments in America, and he doesn't want to distract from them. Is that why there's been more protest marches in America in the past few months than in any year since the 60s? Bogus. You might recall when all this started last August, the former 49er quarterback declared, quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. 
To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way, unquote. Pardon me for being skeptical, but at the time, Colin Kaepernick was earning $11.9 million when he didn't want to be selfish. Uh, well, not exactly earning. It's what he got paid for going 1-10 as a starter this past year in San Francisco and 3-16 and the past two seasons. During that time, he was paid over $21 million. Now there's something that's great about America. You can stink at your job and then kneel down <laughs> on the ground when they play the anthem, and you still become a multimillionaire. Bogus. But now we find the Frederick Douglass of football standing in the unemployment line, and he's decided everything's looking good in America. Coincidence? Maybe. Whoa. Bogus. <laughs> Definitely. The problem for Colin Kaepernick is kneeling down or standing up isn't going to help him find a job. Only videotape can do that. And when it starts to run, he'll look to a lot of NFL personnel guys like his team was better off when he was taking a knee than, he was ta- than when he was taking the snap. So, Ron, what's the moral of this story? The moral is don't look at athletes as the social conscience of your country. Best <laughs> <laughs> you make your own decisions. <laughs> So are you telling me he's doing this to make himself more attractive to the next potential suitor, Ron? Stunning as that may seem to us Stunning. all, it Stunning. appears to me that his political stand is directly connected to the economic situation he finds himself in, which at the moment is zero. Like how you said political stand. <laughs> yep, that is the two-minute warning signal. We're just about out of time, so Derek Burns... Get the clock started. We are going to the two-minute drill. Well, since I'm here with the two gurus of football, here we go. Who is the best value-free agent in 2017? Anyone the Patriots sign. Minnesota's Captain Munderland. Nickel cornerbacks are hard to find, and he's a good one. Who is the biggest free agent risk? Anyone the Browns sign. <laughs> Kansas City defensive tackle Don Terry Poe. Albert Hainsworth and the Dominican Sioux and Mario Wim should be precautionary tales about signing defense linemen to big money for agency. Should anyone gamble on Tony Romo's back? Absolutely. Only one problem. There's only enough room for blackjack. Anyone who doesn't have a quarterback should. Tyrod Taylor, Colin Kaepernick, or Jay Cutler? Well, that depends, Ron. If you want someone to run your victory formation, it's Colin Kaepernick. Cutler is the best passer, Kaepernick the best runner, but Taylor is the only leader. Give me Taylor. Rumor has it the Tampa backup quarterback, Mike Glennon, could land a free agent contract worth $14 million a season. How is this possible? Ask Mother Hubbard. Her quarterback cupboard is bare. He's the best quarterback to come out of North Carolina State since Phillip Rivers. Three guards signed contracts paying them $10 million a season. When did guards not in the NBA or at Buckingham Palace become valuable? When guys like Tony Romo went down with bad backs. If you want to run the ball, you need a guard. But unless he's John Hanna, you don't need to pay him $10 million. Brandon Marshall, Brandon Cook, or Branson, Missouri? Brandon DeWild. <laughs> Brandon Cruz, the courtship of Eddie's father. Clark, you've lost your mind, but that's all right. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, the, the Raiders claim they have secured a new backer in Vegas and a $1.9 billion loan from the Bank of America to finance a 65,000-seat dome stadium. Will the league owners approve a move at the owners' meetings at the end of the month? Yes, they will. Owners want that public money before there's no public in Nevada. Yes, everyone wants a road trip to Vegas, including and especially NFL owners. 
The NFL is on track to gross $14 billion in 2017. Will the league hit Roger Goodell's promised $25 billion goal for 2025? Yes, but only if it fires Roger and adds his salary to the pool. Let's ask the TV networks. They're writing the checks. Will Goodell still be around to take credit if they do? Yes, he will. But by then, he's going to be the national security advisor. Roger will have departed the premises by then, as will the three of us. We'd like to thank Paul Hornan, Tim Brown, and Jeff Legwald for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, betalkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two-for-four-dollar croissantwich deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissantwich. You know they're just two-for-four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissantwich, and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissantwich deal is two-for-four-dollar. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissantwich sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.